from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. In this episode, I want to share with you how we could design a ball handling focused workout for our players. As I said in a recent episode, I think ball handling is super, super important, especially on the female side of the game um, where girls can really separate themselves from the majority of players because of their ability to handle the basketball. But uh, it's key for anybody because at some point throughout the course of the season, you're going to start to play teams that can pressure the ball. And if you can't handle the ball against pressure, and break down the defense against good, solid defense, whether that's man-to-man, different types of zone, you're going to be in trouble. Also, with it being March, this is the time of year as basketball season finishes, coaches start to look ahead, that it really becomes about how can we make our individual players better. And then as we get closer to the season, it starts to shift a little bit more so to the team and how can the team become better. So this is a very individual time of the year as far as wanting to get our players better. And if ball handling is something that you want to improve your players uh, during the offseason, this could be a good episode to give you a foundation. So when I think of how I would design a ball handling workout for a group of players, these are the things that go through my mind. Okay. Number one, in each workout that we do, whether it's ball handling or not, There's going to be teaching, there's going to be training, there's going to be competition, there's going to be competing. So uh, what is the point of emphasis? What are we going to learn about ball handling today? What does the training look like? We want to get a high amount of repetitions. uh, It's going to be challenging. There's going to be intense. There's going to be times where we're really breaking down something in a way that say, hey, we want you to go harder than you would have to in a game. I want you to dribble it harder than you might have to again. I want you to dribble slower than you might dribble in a game if we're working on change of speed and things like that. But what does the training aspect look like? And obviously we want to chase our reps, right? We want to get a lot of repetitions in for us to be able to get better. Um, and then we look at the competing aspect competing against others, most importantly, competing against ourselves. So even if it's a ball handling drill, are there certain things that we can do so that we can gauge our improvement? And assuredly, there there are things that we can do. So I'm getting teaching, training, and competing in in all of my workouts. Second thing I ask myself is, are we getting in our five key movements when it comes to our our workout? Especially when it comes to handling the basketball, these are even more important when it comes to a workout. So the first movement isn't a movement at all. It's just our base. It's our stance. And so are we emphasizing at some point in our workout the base that we want to work out of? And generally, that's a feet wider than shoulder width stance where our weight is on the balls of our feet. Our toes are pointed forward. If our toes start to angle out, you'll notice that your weight is more or less on your heels in the middle of your foot. Makes it very difficult to jump to change direction. But if you start to turn your toes a little more forward, you'll see the weight start to naturally go to the front of your foot. And now you can pop side to side. And uh, that's how really good basketball players play. Is it's, it's not that they're playing on their toes, but the placement of their feet allow them to be athletic and to, and to be bouncy. So if my weight is wider than shoulder width, if my toes are angled forward, um, if we're doing stationary, I have a, a shin angle. So my knees aren't sh- 
um, right above my shoes. My knees are like inside of my shoes. So I have an angle with my shins kind of coming in like a Christmas tree a little bit. Um, that's also going to be an angle that allows me to change direction, like into a crossover or behind the back between legs, things like that. So our five keys to, to movement, the things that we want to touch on stance, starting, stopping, changing direction, game contact. Those are the five things, right? So are we going to get those five things in throughout the course of our workout? I want to make sure that we do that, right? Because if they, if you're not, if you don't have a good base, it's going to be very hard to build off of it. Right. And then if you're not covering those four other keys of starting, stopping, changing direction and contact, well, you're doing all of those things in a game. So we definitely need to train those things if we expect to do it at a high level in a game. All right. So we have those. What types of dribbles are we working on? I have five P's for dribbling. These are, this is terminology, some of our bas Kramer basketball vocabulary that we want our players to understand. All right. Um, so we have a pound dribble, your hands on top of the ball, and we're just going straight up and down. Good, good warm up. That's a common dribble in the game, especially for somebody who's kind of setting up the offense, things like that. So you got a pound dribble. You have a pocket dribble. Pocket dribble is any time that we're bringing the basketball back into our pocket, making it easier to get our hand behind the ball into a dribble, a change of direction, a pass, a shot, very versatile dribble. So the ball come, the hand comes behind the ball. Your palm is almost facing forward instead of down on the floor when your hand's on top. It allows us uh, to soak the basketball up and have high ball and hand time. We want high ball and hand time. Longer the basketball is in our hand, the easier it is for us to make dribble reads, right? If the ball's always out of my hand, so I just kind of do those wrist dribbles where the ball's not in my hand, I got to wait for the ball to come back up in my hand so I can make my decision. If I have high ball in hand time, meaning I'm pushing through the floor, I'm getting the basketball low off the floor and I'm bringing back up to the height that I want at any point. If I see the defense does something that I like, I can react, uh, respond and, and make my decision. So we're on our pocket dribble. We're bringing the basketball back into our hip pocket. Okay. Pulling the dribble isn't a specific dribble as it is an action. We're moving the ball from one location in our body to another usually with that same hand, not always, but usually with that same hand. So like if the basketball is on the right side of my body, but I was picking it up with my left hand, I would pull the ball back to my left side, right? Or if the ball's in front of my hip and the defender gets tight, I could pull the ball and dribble it behind my left foot, right? And so it's still in my left hand, but I'm pulling or vice versa. If I'm dribbling the ball behind my body, right? Pounding it behind my body. Okay, now it's time for me to hit the gas and accelerate. I can pull that dribble to the front of my body so that I can accelerate. So we have pounds, we have pockets, we have pulls. Our punch dribble, where we're taking the basketball with us, we're accelerating. A lot of times our punch dribble is the dribble after we make our initial move. That's something we want to emphasize with our players is that it's not the fancy change of direction that beats somebody. It's that dribble after it that gets it done All right, with our footwork. So being able to punch that dribble, again, my hand is behind the ball, and just like I would throw a punch, I'm punching my dribble, but I'm taking the dribble with me. It's still more or less attached to my body, but I'm really trying to accelerate as I punch the dribble through, right? And so that is a very important piece 
for me to work on with our punch dribbles. And it could be as simple as like crossover, hard punch dribble. Maybe that's three, four steps. I turn around, crossover, punch dribble, three, four steps. Working on that punch is really what allows you to really beat a defensive player. Our push dribble is our transition, fast break. There's not a defender right in front of us or attached to us uh, all the time. So we're pushing the ball out in front. We're chasing the ball. Right. And so that that's when that you see that player get the ball, they push it out in front. They're taking multiple steps. That basketball is out in front of them. It's not in their hand. The punch dribble has a lot more ball in hand time. Right. You're punching it forward. That ball is still in your hand. Boom. It goes down. We soak it back up again, even though we're covering ground. But the punch and the push dribble, they're very different. So those are five P's that we want our players to understand when it comes to dribbling. Pounds, pockets, pulls, punches and pushes. So those are important as well. When it comes to ball handling, we also, I mean, ball handling is footwork, essentially. Basketball is a game where you use your feet to put yourself in a position to use your hands. So you could have the best stationary stuff in the world. Well, that's useless if we can't go anywhere on the court with it, all right? Great ball handlers get where they want to when they need to get there, right? And so when we think about how do we start, how do we stop, how do we change direction, right? We can teach that to some of our players. Now, some of them do it naturally, some do not. Okay. But if I'm driving my knee forward, when I accelerate and I'm hitting the front of my foot into the floor, not necessarily my toes, not my toes, but the front of my foot hits the floor into another accelerating step. We're pushing the floor away from us, pushing the floor behind us. Call that hitting the gas. If we're trying to stop, that's more of a heel in front step instead of the front of our foot hitting it's the back of our foot like a walk right a walk is a controlled stand essentially right your heels generally going into the floor first that's that helps us to stop and so that's called hitting the brakes and then sometimes when it comes to those big uh like a back dribble or a push same change direction you're more or less your whole foot is hitting the floor and we're pushing off the whole foot into a, a backup a change of direction and um, I'm not going to dig into the side foot load stuff in this specific episode, but that's that's super interesting stuff, how players can change direction with their crossover. Uh, pushing laterally to go forward or change direction is a, a huge benefit for, for athletes. So we're teaching, training, competing. We're making sure that we cover stance, acceleration, stopping, changing direction, and contact. Are we getting some of our base dribbles in? Pounds, pockets, pulls, uh, punches, and pushes. And then what is the situation that the ball handler needs to improve upon, right? And so that's where you know your players and you start to decide, okay, uh, do we get a lot of dribble handoffs? Do we run a lot of horns ball screen sets? Uh, Are we getting drag ball screens in transition? Okay, well, that tells me that this player is going to need to get used to coming off of a teammate with the dribble and making plays, right? That could be to shoot, that could be to create, get downhill, uh, work on handling and uh, pull up jump shots. And so what's the specific situation that we are, that we're working on, right? So if we have 45 minutes or an hour, right? I like to start out always with some jump rope and some form shooting because shooting is obviously key as well. So if we go uh, five minutes of jump rope and that includes some of our rest time, if we go four or five minutes of stationary ball handling, Okay, Um, just working on that stance and that base, high reps, 
This is also where we can get some competitions in. So you give your players a drill. Let's say you're going to V dribble and then cross over. Every time you cross over, you get a point. Okay, do it for 15 seconds. How many points did you get? All right, okay, do it one more time, try to beat it. And then do a V dribble into a between legs, V dribble into a behind the back, V dribble into an in and out. How many times did you get that change of direction move in? That's how many points you get, and then you try to beat it. So that's an easy way to be competitive against yourself or with others if you're in a workout while you're still doing some stationary work. Okay. And then I again I love to get a little form shooting in because shooting is is so vital. So if we went some jump rope, five minutes of stationary ball handling, we can add in some footwork with that stationary stick and square, side foot jabs, front foot lunges, uh, side lunges, things like that into our stationary work and then we get five minutes of form shooting and we're 15 minutes into our workout okay from there what's the true training piece of uh, what this player is going to be in from a situational standpoint it's gonna be a lot of teaching in that part first right i want them to make sure that they understand what are we working on why where are the locations on the court that this happens in Okay, so they understand that. Uh, what's the progression within our offense that uh, they would be using this? I want, I want them to know the answers, right? And as I want them to know the answers, you can do this by asking them questions. Like, when would you use this? We're working on ball screens. When do you come off a ball screen? So this is more or less a conversation. You're not just spitting out all this information for them. It's a conversation, okay? So we have that conversation in this teaching aspect before we get into our training. Right. Depending on the workout that you want to do, there could be a, a, a long stretch of conversations. It could be also very short. Right. You want to get them sweating. You want to get them moving. All right. Well, well the teaching is going to be short and sweet. We're going to get a lot of reps. in. Maybe this player's gassed. It's a Monday. They just came back from a long AU tournament. I, I want to save some of their legs, but we want to be in the gym together. We want to learn. We're going to have more conversations. We're going to spend more time talking. We're going to get fewer reps. in. That's fine. There's not always. You shouldn't always train the same way, right? You got to know your players. You got to understand what, what their needs are, how their body's feeling, have those conversations as well. So if the workout is ball screens, okay, and so we're working on different types of ball screens or handoffs, let's bunch those uh, together, even though they can be pretty different as well. Drag ball screens, okay? So when we're, we're bringing the basketball down in semi-transition, the big's coming down with us, whether we're on a five out, four out, they like to set a... Uh, a ball screen and transition for us. How are we setting the ball screen up? We'll go over some of that. I can set it up bumping the defender with my body. I can set up that ball screen by creating space, by getting shifty and facing downhill because one of my main reads on a ball screen is, is to be able to reject it. So am I setting that defender up clean? Okay, so we've talked about that. And we talk about coming off of the screen. Now, as you come off the screen, right, I like my bottom foot to be below the high foot of the screen of the majority of the time, unless they're really low, then you just kind of drift off of it facing downhill so you could pull it. Um, but we talk about how that player is going to be guarded that upcoming season. What do they usually see? Are they getting hard hedged? Are they drop help in a uh, drag screen situation that big set in the screen? They may be back in the paint protecting the basket so they don't give up an easy one. So that means when you do come off of this ball screen, you're probably going to have some space to work with. Right. So we talk about that. And so as you come off the screen, what's the most common pass that you're going to make? What's the most common shot that you're going to take? Now we rep those, right? So we've talked about the setup. We've talked about how we're coming off the screen. We've talked about the two main reads that they're going to have. 
All right. Just as an example, right? I know there's more. So let's say it's a short roll working on a little pocket pass. Okay. So we're coming off that. We set up the screen. I'll get in there a little bit, bump the defense a little bit. They come off the screen. They make their little pocket pass. So they're working on the passing. And then I'll have them relocate. I'll kick it out to them. They get a shot. And we'll go so you make, say, five shots. And then we'll switch sides. The emphasis in this workout is handling the ball. And in this situation, handling the ball, it's ball screens. Okay. So I'm not putting a ton of emphasis on, hey, when you shoot it, we're going to do it. Like I'm not breaking down their shot right now. I could, but I'm not breaking down their shot if our emphasis is ball screens. I don't want to overwhelm them. All right. So we've worked on coming off the screen, most common pass. Okay. We're hitting the short roll. What does that look like? We'll go right. We'll go left. We've knocked down some shots on each side. Okay. What is our most common scoring situation after we come off this ball screen? Right. So if, if you're a shooter, I want you to pull it. I want you to try to bring that defender, that second defender up. That's going to open up the paint. That's going to open up our driving lanes. And for, for some kids, you know, being able to shoot off of a ball screen on the bounce, pretty difficult thing for them to do. So great thing for us to practice in the off season. So if we're coming off the ball screen and working on pulling that three, that's what we're going to do. Right. Okay. So if you know, we'll make, let's say we're going on the left side, coming into the middle. Okay. We're making five there. Okay, we're going to the other side. We're making five there. Okay, so we've worked on our two main options, passing and then shooting. Now let's get into the decision-making, all right? So we all have a good understanding at this point in our workout of why we're doing all this stuff, right? And then from that point, what we get into is being able to make the decision. So as a defender, I'll get in there and I'll, I'll play the defender again, and I'm going to give them the option to shoot or pass based on what I do, right? If I take away the pass on the short roll, they're going to pull it, right? If I'm coming up on them, taking that shot away, boom, they're going to make that little pocket pass to the roller. And so we're working on some of those decisions. Again, if you got three, four players in the gym, it's very easy to alternate. I can be the body playing some defense. They can work on making that little pass to each other, kicking it back, getting a shot, or just taking a shot. Next person in line goes super simple to do some of, some of those things. So, Based on shots, passes, and then decision-making, that could easily take us 15, 20 minutes right there, okay? So now we're getting closer to 35 minutes into our workout, and I want to make sure we get some uh, competition in as well. Now, we may have already done some as we're working on setting up the screen. We say, hey, okay, first player to make five shots wins during this one. First player to make five pull-ups off of this drag screen wins, right? So we can incorporate some of that while the emphasis is still, how are we setting up the screen? How are we coming off the screen? And then we're getting into our reads based on the defense. Do we pass? Do we pull? Okay. So we're there 10 minutes left in our workout. If we got a quick home, we're going 45 minutes. What does that last 10 minutes look like? Well, if it's ball screen is the focus, we're going to work on scoring in ball screen situations. Okay. So we're going we could go two on two. We could go two on one. And I could be the fourth player who's kind of playing dummy defense, trying to get them to make some decisions on that. Okay. Um, we could have a player bringing it down. We'd have their teammates setting the screen. And we have their defender guarding the ball. Okay. Who am I? I'm the big who's back in transition. I play a big role in deciding what the ball handler does as they come off of the screen. So I could be 
I can kind of manipulate the the reads that I want our players to work on based on, you know, how high am I up on the ball screen, kind of up to touch on, on the screener. Am I really far back? What does my defense look like? And then we'll start to change it up. If there's some other reads that they might, uh, maybe it's more of like a flat hedge, right? So you're trying to push that ball handler uh, laterally across the sideline, but not a hard hedge where you're trying to get them to go backwards. So you you can work as a, as a coach or defensively, if they're playing two on two, you can say, hey, here's here's the two ways I want you to change up defending this ball screen. You know, more advanced group, maybe even three different options on how to come off that ball screen, right? And you talk about the reads and review a little bit of what that might might look like, right? So now they're playing. Maybe it's make it, take it, okay? Maybe you're alternating who's going to be the ball handler. I mean, that's a really good workout if you think about it. They got their footwork in, right? Working on that pop, pop with the jump rope. They got some stationary work in, high reps, feeling good with the basketball in their hands. That's a big part of a, of a workout is, you know, one of the reasons why I like some stationary is not just working on that base, but there's so many reps you can get in real quick. Ball feels good, right? That's why even before my games, you know, even overseas, like I'm going hard for a few minutes stationary ball handling because I want that ball to feel super, super good in my hands during the game. So that's a confidence builder as well. Um, and then from, from that standpoint, we're getting into our read options, a lot of teaching and training in that second uh, segment of our workout, and then we're competing, right? So if you had to, had to look at this from a player development workout standpoint, you're a coach, you have your players coming in after school for 45 minutes to an hour. They could essentially do that first 15 minutes on their own, right? They know what to do as far as the jump rope, some of the ball handling drills. Um, you can change it up. Obviously, you don't want it to get stale. Change up the jump rope. Don't want that to get stale. Um, form shooting is pretty standard. We have our four phases form shooting that I love. I highly recommend doing that. Um, but we have some form shooting drills off the bounce. So in this workout, I may tweak it a little bit and say, hey, we're doing form shooting drills off of the bounce. And then from there, we're getting more into the teaching aspect of the game, building that into our high reps with training, and then competing, bada bing, bada boom. It's a beautiful thing. That's a heck of a ball handling workout with an emphasis on ball screen usage. I hope you found this beneficial. I hope that you're doing well. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Spring camp schedule is going to be awesome this summer. I can't wait. But if you're interested in joining coachesedge.coach for more instruction from me, our other coaches, all the other high school coaches doing presentations, sharing, learning from one another, getting to join our Zoom calls and our meetings. I mean, it's fire. It's fire, fire, fire. Hit me up, contact at currentbasketball.com, coachesedge.coach to join us. Let's go. Get after it.